God did mm. not create us to be yeah. robots. And with that, there is going to be evil in the world because some people are going to choose to reject God and, and evil thrives in that environment. Yeah. We're Anna and Cam, and we are so excited you're here to join us in our conversations on biblical truth, marriage, and healthy living. We know that you were created on purpose for a purpose, and we know that you were called to stand out in this world as you refuse to conform to the culture around you. We're so glad that you're here and pray that our conversations encourage your spirit to be bold in your call for Christ. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. That is 1 John 4, 8. That is short and sweet, 1 John 4, 8, right <laughs> to, to the, the point. point. Oh, <laughs> this was not planned. You've witnessed a moment That's of usually me and my mom doing that. Oh, <laughs> man. Me. Wow. That was very in sync. Well, welcome, everybody, to the Transforming Podcast. So excited to be with you here yes. today and talk about this idea of the goodness of God. Yep. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, I feel like it's one that a lot of people are struggling with, especially in today's crazy, crazy world. Like we're seeing all this chaos mm. around us. And I feel like now more than ever, um, people are really questioning the goodness mm -hmm. of God. And I think that's something to really tackle yeah. um, because people, once they start to question that, they can very easily um, start to doubt and then doubt derails everything. And that's, yeah. I also think, why we're seeing such a big deconstruction movement yes. uh, going on. So, I mean, obviously we live in a massively unstable world with chaos everywhere, mm -hmm. but I want this episode to be all about how even in the midst of that, mm -hmm. Jesus is still king and Absolutely. God is still good. So let me ask you this, Anna, to prepare for talking about this mm -hmm. podcast. What did you do? How did you prepare for this? <laughs> I, I prepared very specifically for this podcast today. Oh, yeah? What did you do? What did you do to prepare for it? So um, our, well, my, you're in the videos. I My first Bible study, Choosing Stability in an Unstable World, just came out a Woo! few weeks ago, which we are so, so excited about. It's yes. a five-week study. Um, there's things for you. There's material every single day for you to do, for you to read, challenges, scripture, all yep. of that. And then there's weekly videos as well. Yeah. Um, and I wrote it because our world is massively unstable and it, it's it's pulling people away from their faith. Um, it's pulling people away from Jesus. It's pulling people away from their purpose in life. And I was seeing that happen to mm. so many people around me. And yeah. and at certain points in my life, it's happened to me. And so different tools that I learned from Scripture, it's all rooted in Scripture. Absolutely. I think that is so incredibly important. Um, different things that helped me really learn to trust God and his goodness um, yeah. is all in this book. And the book of James specifically deals so so much and and we'll go into this further in other episodes but yeah. the book of james goes really really into how you cannot have one foot in and one foot out and if you do that you are unstable in all of your ways mm -hmm. in everything you can't doubt like you yeah. just you need to know god you need to know who he is the character you know of him which we know from scripture and we need to really walk that out in faith yes um and so the entire study is based on the themes throughout the book of james once you're done with the study you'll also have read the yeah. entire book of james plus a bunch of other scripture that's really cool yeah but the very first chapter um 
like the weekly theme for week one is the goodness of God. And I put it as the first week because I think if we if we don't have that part down as our firm foundation, Mm -hmm. everything else crumbles. Because the whole idea of the study is about being stable in an unstable world. And so if you don't take a moment. Yeah, and replacing fear with faith. Yes. And so if you don't take a moment to go, okay, the goodness of God is where I will start. Yeah. And where I will put my foundation and my trust in, yep. then how are you supposed to stay stable? How are you supposed to stay stable in any way, shape or form? Right. And so that can be there. So um, real quick, as Anna's looking a few other things up to get this study, go to AnnaKMoritz.com. Go to the shop. Check it out. We're going to have a yeah, we'll have special all those links promotion for it um, for yep. this episode here. It'll be Transformed 30. Um, where you'll be able to get 30% off the study for checking yep. out on the podcast. Also take a second, um, if you just start this video, like it, share it with a friend, give us five star on Apple Podcasts. We'll be able to get the word out there of this mm-hmm. thing we're doing and hopefully reach some more people um, and be excited to spread God's truth across this world. Um, Anna? Yes. You didn't ask me how I prepared for this podcast. How did you prepare? So I, <laughs> I just listened to the goodness of God on repeat all day today. <laughs> Jen Johnson. In my office. All <laughs> my life one. you have been faithful. Yep. All my life you have been I so, so good. Yep. You know, because there's two so's. It's real. So, yes. So, so good. No, I really do love that song. And I did actually listen to it. Cause just, and it might sound silly, but like just to think about like, yeah, he has been faithful. And Absolutely. we can count those blessings. And sometimes though, it can be really hard though, looking around going, well, good for you, Cameron. Good for you, Anna. You've taken some time to reflect on the goodness of God while mm-hmm. you're in a home and these things and you're safe and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Um, and I don't just count those blessings. I count the sin he has saved me from and redeemed me from and the depravity that I was stuck in that he's redeemed me from yeah. and saved me from. Absolutely. And I love that song that you're talking about. And I know some people have... Um, some issues with Bethel. There's nothing funky from what we can tell with that song. We love that song. And speaking of the Johnsons, um, a book that I love that is very heavy on this topic, and we'll link it below, is um, it's a book by Bill Johnson, God is Good, He's Better Than You Think. Hmm. Um, and I loved even just that title because he really is better than our human brains can ever even comprehend. Yeah. Um, but there was just a lot in there that really helped solidify for me uh, just the goodness of him and the and the heart of um, a father, the perfect father that yeah. he has. So if you really want to dig deeper, I think in combination with... Um, my five-week Bible study, that would be a good book to kind of complement that with. If you if you're if this is a topic you're really struggling with and want to mm-hmm. dig really deep into, and I believe that you should invest in really having this topic down. Cause like I said, it is it is the foundation that you have to have in order to have faith, mm. in my opinion. Cause if you are constantly doubting God. You can't have faith. You're not even asking for anything in faith if you're constantly doubting him. Um, And of course, we see in scripture people asking, like there was an example of one man asking Jesus, help me with my unbelief. Yeah. And I think that that's a prayer that a lot of us need to be praying. And so I'm not saying we can't do that. But I think something that we need to really realize is we are never going to be able to fully surrender to someone who we don't trust. Mm. And we will not trust God if we do not trust his goodness. Mm. 
That's a really, that's a really good point. And it when we, the step after understanding his goodness would be surrendering to his will yeah, and being able to, in faith, walk forward. And how are we able to do the work in this world, be a part of the yeah. body of Christ, help be an influence, uh, you know, pushing back the forces of darkness. Right. Because you're right. If we don't have that goodness solidified, that goodness locked in and understand that goodness of God, well, when hard times come, it'll be hard for us to have faith yeah. and be able to take those hard steps. Absolutely. And and like we had kind of mentioned earlier, we saw this evil in the world mm. and people can start to, you know, have the the seed of doubt, you know, planted in their mind when they see that of if, if is God really good? Is he in control? And I think we have to remember that we aren't robots. God did mm. not create us to be yeah. robots. And with that, there is going to be evil in the world because some people are going to choose to reject God. So yeah. what we're seeing is we're seeing the result of a lot of people who um, have decided to partner with the demonic and not partner with the Holy Spirit, reject God, reject his sacrifice. Um, and and evil thrives in that environment. And yeah. so we're seeing that. And, and that is the repercussions of mm-hmm. the fact that we have a choice in whether we choose mm-hmm. a relationship with Christ or not. And I and I also think too, something that we need to remember is as believers, as Christ followers, as vessels of the Holy Spirit, we are called to uh, really act out our um, spiritual gifts that we've been given. And Absolutely. so I think another thing that we're seeing right now is is a bunch of Christians not operating in their spiritual giftings. And so there's there's certain um, situations, certain people groups, et cetera, that, that the Holy Spirit might be pulling you towards very intentionally because mm. that's where you need to be a light in the darkness and you're just staying still and you're not moving and you're not operating in those gifts. And when you don't operate in your spiritual gifts, you're hindering the entire body of Christ. Yeah. And not only that, but this entire world, because yeah. this dark world needs the light of Christ. And I'm not saying that we as people carry light, but it is Christ's light within us yes. that is being pushed out and reflected. And, and we're called to be that salt and light. Jesus calls us to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're 100% right on that. And I think for me, going back to something you mentioned earlier, is this idea of like, the idea of the robot thought, mm-hmm. like I, I personally have gone through this path and been like, how could an all loving, all perfect, all powerful God allow bad things to happen? Because the first thing you, you think is like, well, if he's all powerful, he can stop bad things. Right. If he's all loving, he should want to stop bad things. And if he's perfect, it shouldn't even be a debate. Like mm-hmm. he should just do this thing. Right. And he should just make this thing happen. Um, but I, I think it is again, a great reminder of why we go God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Yeah. And that is from scripture. Exactly. Yes. That's from scripture. I think it might I be. I think it's an Isaiah. Isaiah. Yes, that is. I, I, was gonna say. So, yeah. I think it's Isaiah. Um, but this idea of like God could have created these mindless robots mm-hmm. and created these, this thing and had that there, but God made a decision. He, he exercised his free will. To give us the gift of choice. Give us the gift of free will and choice. And so that was an an obviously intentional decision. It wasn't an accident knowing what that could mean and knowing what that could be and knowing that there's potential that his creation, us, would rebel. Right. And knowing that even though still he loved us so much, he wanted to create us to have a relationship with us and be in relationship with us. And I think for me, there comes a lot of peace in that. I get a lot of peace knowing that there is an all-powerful God 
that could have said, because the other side of it is, well, God could have done this. Like, okay, yeah, then there's an all-powerful God that could have created me to be an absolutely mindless robot, and mm-hmm. I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't develop relationships with you. Right, I if you couldn't... and I didn't have a choice to love each other, and that love? was just a setting that we had by default, does mm-hmm. that mean anything? Yeah. And no. It, that, that's the thing. I would almost be more scared of that's, a... It voids a relationship. Yeah. It's no longer a relationship yeah. at all. I would be more worried and concerned about, which I wouldn't even have the free will to think this, <laughs> but I would be more concerned about a God, a God, quote unquote, who created mm-hmm. a system that would go, you are all robots and this is how you will act. Like It's like, oh, like... I, I I would be much more concerned about that and be in that situation than someone who goes, no, I want you to have the free will as well. Right. I want you to be able to make a decision. I want you to be able to choose me or not choose me. Mm-hmm. And I love you and I love you and I want you to know that you're my child. And that's, that is absolutely a much safer thought for me and a much more peaceful thought mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. And I think it's important. Um, and I agree with what you're saying. I think it's important that our theology remains rooted in scripture mm-hmm. and not in our experiences. Yeah. Um, and that can go a million different directions. Million. Um, it, it can be in the context of, oh, my experience is seeing these dark things happen. And because of that, I don't believe God is good, which means your theology is not rooted in scripture. Your theology is actually rooted in your experience. Absolutely. And we're also seeing an entire movement, and this isn't anything new, but we're seeing another wave of it where even a lot of Bible teachers are now saying that things that scripture very clearly states a sin is not a sin because they have a family member that struggles with the sin. And they've decided that the best way for them to deal with that is to say it's not a sin. Yeah. And that'll be a different topic for a different day. But again, that's another example of your theology is not rooted in scripture. It's Mm. rooted in experience. And I think that's a really slippery slope. And another, um, another thing that I think is just so important for us to realize is, you know, some people will ask the question, like, why would a good God send people to hell? He doesn't send people to hell. They send themselves to hell. Hell was not created for people. It was created for Satan. And when people choose to actively reject God, That is what happens. They separate themselves from God. That's not God pulling away from them. That's them pulling away from God. And I think that 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 one thing is very important to realize because that's a really big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And and jumping back to this idea of like your theology is based upon your emotion. Mm -hmm. When you base your theology on emotion, you start to play God. You start to pretend that you're right. the author of truth. You start to pretend that you're the one. Yeah, you're who gets living to make by your calls. own scripture yes. at that point. You and are you, making your own Bible. And it's it really it's really interesting when you think about it. It's like God created this entire universe, world, physics, everything that is evolved in mm-hmm. what this world is, and He's created all of this. And he's created all these different things, and so He dictates how the rules work and yeah. how the game the game is played and what happens here and what is going on, and then. When we start to say, well, actually, let me look at this mm-hmm. my way. Well, I feel like this could be the way. I feel like this could be. I feel like this could be the way. We begin to start playing God, and we've talked about this idea before. Like God gave us the ability to create, which is really cool. But sometimes we begin to cross a line when we start to take on His role as Creator, mm-hmm. not just creating and taking Absolutely. other things. And when we we do that with the spiritual stuff, and we do this with theology, and we create our own rules we end up playing God. And again, a very dangerous place to be in. And I think for me personally, this might be a weird way to say it, but like, I'm just so at peace because I have an entire Bible full of his truth mm-hmm. and his knowledge. I have an entire book here that says, this is how the creator of the universe would like 
like things to be and how things not like things to be how things are and what and a so blessing that we have that, that book yep. and are allowed huge. to have that book in our country here huge and this will be a different topic for Whole a different day but there are other christians being you know killed in other yeah. countries for choosing christ yeah and yet here we have people who can't be bothered to open god's word on, mm-hmm. a, on a daily or weekly basis and i was guilty yeah. of that for a very long time so please don't hear me harping on other people and saying that mm-hmm. i haven't also done the same because there were years of my life where i would have considered myself a christian didn't open my bible for years yeah no 100 i mean just to really call it out there are literally people right now not to get too topical but if you watch this a year from now things will be different there are, hopefully there are literally people right now in afghanistan who have to hide bible apps on their phones they have to hide bibles that are in their home mm-hmm. their house because their religion is not tolerated and um that again a whole different topic to go into but the thing we can learn in regards to this and thinking of that like we are so blessed to be in a place right yeah. now in america and we are so blessed to be where we are or wherever you are. If, if you're probably able to see this, you're probably in a pretty good spot. And so one thing for us to really, really remember is because we're in this good spot and because of the place that we're in and the blessing that is, mm-hmm. then we shouldn't just take that for granted and get, lukewarm. I guess, theologically lazy. Yeah, theologically and lazy, fighting lukewarm, and stop getting complacent, after it. No. comfortable. We're not called to be any of those things no. as Christians. But it's so easy to be and it's oh, yeah. so easy to get to that point. Because of all the things that can be pulled into our heads and to our hearts that aren't of God. Because this is the way that Satan wants to attack us is mm-hmm. to not focus on that. And that's not the way that we want to go. Right. We want to get to get to war, get to battle, and be thankful that we are part of the fight with God. Absolutely. And another thing that I want to address is there are some people that feel like there's no way that God is good because Scripture states that there is only one way mm. to him. There's only way one way to live in eternity with him. Yeah. And they feel like that that is cruel and well, people from these other religions are, are good people are, you know, Mm. they're not doing anything morally bad, this, that, whatever. It would be cruel for God to only allow there to be one way. And I think the, the perspective that we actually need to have on this is how blessed are we that God made a way? Yeah. Even a, yeah. Yeah. And really shift that perspective of like, oh, no, there should be all these other ones. No, again, that's you playing God. Mm-hmm. How grateful, how thankful should we be that he even was kind enough to create one way for us? Absolutely. And really see that for the absolute blessing mm-hmm. that it is. Yeah, absolutely. And also, too, that there's, again, a piece that there's one way. Yeah. There's just one way. This It's, it's simple. It's right here in front of you. Jesus died for you. He has redeemed you. All your sins are forgiven. Everything you've ever done has been wiped clean by Mm -hmm. his death on the cross. And all you have to do is accept that. Accept that and say, I surrender my life to you. Mm -hmm. And that is so, again, peaceful. So we're speaking a little bit more to Christians right now and someone who would already be professing Jesus. I mean, like, take peace in that. Find peace in that. Don't let other things of this world that are tiny compared to that stop you from having that kind of peace because that kind of peace goes beyond all understanding. Mm -hmm. Again, in scripture, it says beyond all understanding. And if we let ourselves get distracted by the noise and the frequencies and the things coming in, then we're going to get way too distracted. We're not going to be on mission. Well, and and Satan is the author of confusion. So he is going to throw different things at you. 100%. 
which is, you know, all the more important to stay rooted in God's word, to stay rooted in mm-hmm. truth, to stay rooted in Christian community mm-hmm. and to be very proactive with those things. Mm-hmm. Because like I said before, there's an entire, you know, deconstruction movement going on and, yeah. and it's popular, really popular, actually, among like a lot of worship uh, leaders, which is interesting. And I really think that's something that Satan's doing to attack and try to dismantle Mm -hmm. other people's faith through that. But I think it's just really important that we're always proactive, that we're not, we're not sitting around, you know, not doing anything, not putting on the full armor of God. And then an attack happens and we're then scrambling to Mm -hmm. be okay and questioning everything to be really proactive Mm -hmm. and set ourselves up for success in a way that we're not, um, questioning our relationship with Christ, but instead clinging to him in those hardships and, and realizing that um, maybe when we don't feel like reading God's word, maybe when we don't feel like pressing into Christian community, that's actually when we need to be leaning in the most. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, one of the thing about the goodness of God is I think it's very easy. When I talk about city, like frequencies and hearing other things, like just not paying attention. Like I think it'd be so easy to forget forget the little things, all little things that just Mm -hmm. the goodness of God is being poured out constantly. He's always showing us little ways that he loves us. Always showing little ways that he's here for us. Always showing those things, whether it be a text from the friend at the right time, whether it be a sunset in the morning or a sunset in the evening, there are all these little amazing, beautiful ways that the goodness of God can be seen, even just in the organization of nature and how things work out a certain way and how things are done so perfectly according to his plan. And I think, when you have this mentality where you're constantly reminding yourself of the goodness of God within mm-hmm. his character, within his creation, within all the things that we can see that he's um, responsible for, yeah. then you are in this mentality and you have this foundation where when it's time to go to battle for something, um, whether it be um, the forces of evil against anything at all, when it's time to go to battle, the goodness of God is on your heart. Mm-hmm. And so you are safe. And you know you're safe as you walk towards that hardship, whether it be something that happens to you in your life or something you have to push and make happen. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important to be a foundation because... Yeah, we'll all experience trials. That's also yes, in scripture. Yes, 100%. And if you if you go into this world um, as a Christian, kind of really struggling with this idea of the goodness of God, and like mm-hmm. wondering, can I trust him? Can I have this? Yeah. Like, then you will end up in this spot that can be scary because the enemy will use that against you at the right time or the wrong time, to be honest, when he's trying to come after you. So I think it's so important to be surrounded by people who are pouring into you, telling you how God's doing great in your life, reading your scriptures, and just remembering and keeping an eye out for it. Because if you're keeping an eye out for it, God's constantly moving around you at all times. He's always moving and doing something in your life for you and in a way where he wants to um, just let you know that he's there for you. And so it's good to keep an eye out and be uh, pay attention to that. Absolutely. Another thing that I want to address is I think a lot of us struggle with this, whether we realize that we do or maybe some of us, you know, don't. And Mm. this is going on in the background. Um, But oftentimes we accidentally put something that maybe an earthly father Mm. um, did to us or personality trait of him, how they made us feel. We, Mm. We accidentally put that onto God. Yeah. Um, And that can very greatly skew our view of him. Absolutely, it can. Um, For me, and I didn't really realize what a big issue this was for me, you know, for most of my life until Mm -hmm. a few years ago when I really started to 
to tackle it and confront these lies and yeah. replace them with truth. But my earthly father, I mean, we, we don't even have a relationship at all right now. But I mean, because of him, I viewed God as this person I couldn't trust mm-hmm. who um, was going to just take and steal from me, who really didn't care what happened, who was bothered by my very presence. Um, God was just a liar, just all these things. And it was because of my earthly father. Yeah. And it, it took me being very intentional to actually turn to scripture and, and see who God says that he is because yeah. he's absolutely not a liar and realize, okay, where did those things come from? Oh, I was able to trace them back to, you know, this experience, yeah. this time in my life. And oftentimes we do that without even realizing and I think if that goes unchecked, it will dismantle our trust in God. Yeah. And we need to really deal with that head on and yeah. pray to the Holy Spirit and and ask for any lie that we are believing to be replaced with his perfect truth mm-hmm. and and go forward. And I, I also will say, too, that that's not necessarily something that maybe some people, they pray that prayer and they read scripture and boom, they're done. But for me, it's been an ongoing process yeah. where I really... I have to go, okay, if I'm if I'm questioning things, I need to remember, yes, I'm I'm prone to this, you know, yeah. belief system. I need to check myself and go, whoa, 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 this thought that I'm having does not line up with scripture. Yeah. And when I'm disagreeing with God about something, I need to assume that I'm the one that's wrong. Mm. And I think that's really, really important like in being willing to say that. Yeah. And um and go forward. But I really think that you can you can go okay to any situation in your life, for example, of, you know, for me, I have a hard time trusting God with finances and I've gotten much, much better with that. But I think you can pinpoint anything in your life that you're struggling mm-hmm. to trust God in and go, OK, I'm really struggling here. What character trait of God am I struggling to believe right now? Mm. And you can go back and look, oh, I'm I'm struggling to believe that God is going to provide for me yeah. and he's my provider like he states that he is in scripture. Absolutely. Where's that scripture? Go write that down. Put it somewhere mm-hmm. I'm going to see all the time. Memorize it. Have that stamped on my heart. Like mm-hmm. there's there's a process that you can follow to really fight against these lies mm-hmm. with biblical tools. And yeah. it's just important to be willing to do that and yeah. not be um, passive about it. Yeah. And I think there's a theme here where it comes down to this idea is just because a creation of the creator does something that doesn't mean that defines the creator. Yes. So it doesn't define. So you, for example, talk about your, your dad and having, you know, things with that and different issues when it comes. Yeah. yeah, Bio dad, um, different things with biological dad was like, there's some issues and all these different things that would come up Mm -hmm. and you would put those things that came up onto God just because God created your dad doesn't mean that those are characteristics of God. That just means that a free willed creation did something that violated what God wanted. Absolutely. And, and that yeah. goes the same way too with friends and family. Yeah. Um, even even ways that aren't maybe as intense as like having a so much of an issue where you say, I'm no, no longer communicating with you. Yeah. But to the point of like, we can do that with people at church. We're like, hey, I had a bad experience at this church. I had a yeah. bad experience well, with this Well, that'll be friend. a whole, we're going to do an I episode. I had a bad experience with like with a situation yeah. here where we go, just because somebody has a bad experience with something mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean you get to then associate it with God. Just like just because bad situations happen in this world doesn't mean we get to say, well, that's because of God. He right. made that decision. He's the one who did that. Yeah. Or just because so, someone at a church hurt you doesn't make the church bad, doesn't make mm-hmm. God bad. People 
have one bad experience with yes, something and exactly. it's really easy to lump a whole bunch of other things in yep. with it, um, including God's character. And it's, whoa, 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 no, that was someone, a person, a human. And a fallible Who person. made a mistake yes. and made a misstep. Yep. And whether they realize they did or not, but you don't get to take that and slap it onto everything else because yeah. that's just not accurate. But it's something that we're prone to do. Absolutely, 100%. Um, I think it's important to realize that God is, he's the giver of every everything good mm -hmm. every good and perfect gift comes from god and Absolutely. that's in the book of james and um you were touching on this a little bit ago but i think the more and more that we are intentional to realize that mm -hmm. and actually thank him for it instead of just going oh i lucked out or oh what a coincidence mm -hmm. oh you know whatever why are you laughing i'm laughing um because i'm thinking about what we do when we have certain things happen we'll see something okay, will happen no. and we'll absolutely go like oh thank god thank god for that that's so cool we're like oh thank god and it, it comes from a friend of mine um chris who would go every time someone would say either compliment or something else we're going <laughs> go thank god totally um and it's that like <laughs> thank god totally thumbs up like emoji it was like always that thing <laughs> yeah. there it would happen and so I, I laugh because I'm thinking about that idea of just like, oh, thank God, totally. And it, it becomes something that just like rolls off the tongue. But it is absolutely true. Yeah. Thank God, totally. Oh, this thing happened. Oh, thank God, totally. Yeah, that is so every cool. every good thing. Yep. And that's the thing that people kind of discount. And they, and they start to think like, oh, no, it's just if I get that job promotion or this raise or this yep. or that or, you know, medical healing or like there's I think people kind of just say, no, it's only the big things. And mm. I think it's when we are ready to realize that it's literally every single thing mm -hmm. big or small that's good comes from him and it's when we really start to realize that on a daily basis mm -hmm. um that we start to realize his mm -hmm. goodness and have appropriate gratitude yeah. um for those things and whether like you were saying it's a sunset it's yeah. oh you you're having a good hair day oh you yeah. didn't wake up with any new breakouts yeah <laughs> praise god <laughs> Stop reading my journal, Anna. I'm sorry. No. I was not blessed with good skin. So no. when I wake up without another breakout, That's I hilarious. recognize who it's from. Well, it's, it's interesting to think. Like, I think we, we automatically go, God is so big, so he must work in the big, which he does. He does. He works in the big. But he's in the small just as much. But he's so powerful. A big God can work in the tiniest little intricate detail of and what's going on. And he loves us so much. He wants to be exactly. in every detail. He, exactly. he will be in every detail. Every you just, single detail. And I think once you start to really open your eyes to that fact, yeah. you'll start to see it. Um, and I think that's just so important. Another thing that I think is um, a good idea to really just align your heart with the goodness of God on a daily basis. And maybe you'll do this for a season. Um is have communion every single morning. Hmm. I think there's something really powerful about remembering Christ's sacrifice yeah. and his love for you Yeah. Um, with doing communion every single morning. I, I really think that there's something powerful in that. I think it's a lot of people know, yeah, open scripture every day, pray every day, do those things every day, but communion kind of gets lost in the mix. Yeah. Um, sometimes and I think there's something just really really powerful about yeah. that act of it's, remembering his sacrifice it's the it is the pinnacle of mm -hmm. the goodness of God it is the the crescendo the the peak it is the the goodest thing goodest I don't know if that's a Best. word bestest it's the good <laughs> bestest best. it's the bestest <laughs> thing the best. he's ever done no it's so it is the peak of the Greatest. goodness of God um, because he sent his son to die on the cross for mm -hmm. us. And so remembering that as a Christian who's professed that and has professed that faith, yeah. that is that reminder is absolutely. And I, I remember that season for a while when you did that. 
and you were taking communion every single day. You still do. You're just and, usually uh, sleeping or <laughs> upstairs working. You're still doing it every yeah. single day? Most days. Not every single day, but yeah, most days. You're totally going to heaven. Oh my gosh. Stop. Definitely. Super no, and I, I don't suggest that in any sort of legalistic way. No. I just think it's... Um, it's a practice that, again, really just helps align your yeah. heart with the goodness of God and helps just set up the posture of your yeah. heart. Um, and yeah, there's just a very intimate thing that comes with that. Yeah. And I think it's important. Which is cool because, I mean, I think we get so used to just being like, take your cup, rip the thing, do to do at the church service, which is yeah, we're commanded when home. we gather as believers to do that. Like we're commanded to do that. But also remembering that at home yeah. in your quiet time can be a great thing, too. So I just wanted to read um, some of the things that I listed off in the study. And if you want to go um, further into it again, we're going to have links below five weeks study. Um, the entire first week is all about the goodness of God and you will have daily things to go over there. But I just wanted to read a list and there there is scripture um, underneath each of these things if you actually go into the study. Um, but I just wanted to kind of read some of the character traits Awesome. Of God. Bust it out. Let's um, hear and if you feel like you're struggling with any of these, then I would get the study, look up the verse reference that mm. um, is associated with it and memorize that and really dig deep into this. Because like I said before, if you don't have a firm foundation in this, everything else is going to crumble. Yeah, for Just sure. Just straight up. Okay. And I don't... <laughs> I always said I don't have my glasses. I have my glasses, but they're on my head. But there's a glare when I put them on, so I'm going to leave them on my head. I'll hold my phone out like this so I can see. Good job, All right, I'm going to go. You're great at reading. <laughs> uh, he is the giver of every perfect gift and everything good. He's unchanging and completely dependable. He is light and completely void of darkness. He is faithful in all things. He is full of forgiveness. He is the seeker of your heart. He is the only God. He keeps his promises. He is eternal. He is the creator who made you for great things. He's filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. He is always with you. He is everlasting. He is holy. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is love. He's your provider. He is perfect. He is full of compassion. He is the giver of eternal life. He bears your burdens. He is full of mercy. He makes great plans. He is a jealous God. He is the giver and source of wisdom. He is the giver and source of blessings. He is the giver of life. He cares deeply for the vulnerable. He is a righteous judge. He's the only one you're to fear. He's sacrificial. He's your ultimate healer. He's placed his spirit inside of you. He is your father. He is your redeemer. He is a chain breaker. He sets you completely free from everything. He hates evil. He is your strength. He is your source of abundance. He is your giver of peace and joy. He is a seeker of the lost, and he is your protector and defender. That's awesome. Which one of those is your favorite? Oh, all of them. <laughs> all of them. My favorite. I'll say. The, I love so many of them. Yeah, I'll say the one that stood out to me as you were kind of reading them off because I was like, "What? What one of these stands out to me?" Yeah, is this idea that he's just he's always with you. Yeah, and that really speaks to a lot of different things. It, it speaks to him not abandoning you, not mm -hmm. letting you, you know. Um, not leaving you yeah. uh, because of, you know, the sin and the all the things I've done to, you know, stick it to God essentially and say like, you yeah. know, like I'm mad at you or this or that. Never, never will he leave me. Never will he yeah. um, leave me in that regard. And so that's the one that stood out to me. I love that one. And that is such a reflection of his goodness. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites is 
the fact that he sets us completely free from everything mm-hmm. and he has a perfect father and so a lot of us can't relate to this you know on an earthly father level but he sets us free from everything and he loves his children so so much that regardless of what we've done regardless of how far we've strayed yeah he wants us back he wants us back he's willing to wipe it clean he's willing to call us a new creation and not Mm -hmm. just call us a new creation but actually make us yeah a new creation and not remember our sins not only forgive but choose to forget yeah. Which blows my mind and is another reason why I, I think a lot of us, or at least I do, struggle with dwelling on my past sins, mm-hmm. even though I've been forgiven. Um, and I think it's important for us to remember he, he not only forgives them, he also yeah. forgets them. So stop bringing them up. If he's not going to bring them up to you, what... Yeah. What makes you think you're so powerful yeah. that you can keep bringing it up? Yeah, he no longer holds the record of the wrong. Yep. It's like when you get a ticket and you go to traffic school and it's gone. I still feel like that's there somewhere, but I get Yeah, they saying. probably still know <laughs> I did that. They probably still know I was speeding. Goofball. But no, I just, pretty nice of them to do that. And how good, good is it of God to do that too? There you go. Very good of him. I just, I also think it's important for us to all remember that, you know, light is the most noticeable and the most powerful in the darkest of dark places. And mm-hmm. so- we can absolutely agree that this world is dark and only getting darker. Mm. Um, but that's going to be when his light and his truth shines the brightest yep. is going to be in the middle of, you know, the most darkest points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't be discouraged by that. Be encouraged to be salt and light to this world, to be truly living in yeah. your purpose, to not be, you know, just complacent and lukewarm and lazy. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't think that we can just sit around complaining about how this world is so dark and no. how could God be good and you're just sitting on your butt all day not using your spiritual gifts. Yeah. I don't see how that adds up. No, um, you're, you're operating right. under a lie at that point and you need to break that off and go forward. Yeah, it's 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 time and, and part of the reason why we're doing this and some other things we're doing with the church we're at and some of the things that we're doing with family and some of the things that we're doing with friends yeah. is it's it is absolutely time for the children of God to grab the responsibility that God has called them to mm-hmm. in this country and in our, in our community. And just personally for us, like absolutely it is time to pick up uh, what was dropped and start moving forward with the mm-hmm. conviction that God has given us, the truth God has given us, yep. not be ashamed of it, not be a jerk about it, yeah. but just be love and salt to, to the earth and light and just absolutely going out there and spreading the gospel and doing everything we can to empower other believers yeah. to be able to do that. And help others see that, hey, there is another way mm-hmm. than the way you're being sold and told. And there's another way that's going to absolutely fill, like we talked about in other podcasts, absolutely fill that hole, that spot. There's a Jesus-shaped um, hole in your void, heart yeah. and void that can only be filled by, by that forgiveness. and can be only filled by that. 100%. Absolutely. And I think if we will kind of close off with this, but I think that if we are praying, you know, on earth as it is in heaven we need to realize that us being vessels of the holy spirit we're a part of that yep and that's an action yes that's not just some you know grand idea it's an action Mm. and as vessels of the holy spirit we need to be willing to bring pieces of heaven to this earth yep and um, that is sharing truth and that is sharing love 
And those two things do not contradict. And that's another lie that you'll hear today. Truth and love do not contradict each other. Um, biblical truth and biblical love go hand in hand. Absolutely. And that's important for us to remember as well. But I just want to encourage everybody. I mean, if we if we really took a second to think, what would this world look like if every Christ follower was operating in their spiritual gifts? I think this world would look a lot different. Yeah. Um, and so I just want to encourage you that, it, you know, if you're not operating in that capacity to really pray to the Holy Spirit and ask him to reveal those things mm-hmm. to you and also ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any lies that you need to replace with truth, any experiences that you need to replace with scripture Mm -hmm. and start with the goodness of God. Because if you understand the goodness of God, you understand the sacrifice he made. Mm -hmm. And then you understand, which we know in scripture says you won't be able to do anything but proclaim it. Yeah. And so if you're struggling, like, okay, well, what what do I do with the spiritual gift? What do I do? What, What thing should I do? There's no like, there are there are things like this, but you don't need to take some sort of like test to figure out your gifts so that yeah. you can finally move forward. Start with understanding the goodness of God and start with pursuing and seeking that because then God will continue to put things on your mm-hmm. heart and put things in front of you that you can do because he will make the path clear for you. He is absolutely a God of light and revelation, not mm-hmm. a God of darkness and hiding truths from yeah, you. Yeah, he's not interested in hiding things. No from his kids or even hiding his voice from his kids when we earnestly seek him in faith like that's what he wants that's the type of relationship that he wants with us yeah we just need to also be seeking that type of relationship with him Mm -hmm. and i also want to say that we we serve a supernatural god so don't shy away from the supernatural Mm -hmm. and don't be surprised if you're experiencing the supernatural or whatever i know a lot of people think that that's dead and done for today i can't find that in scripture personally um and so i think it's important to not be you know scared of that obviously make sure things are aligning with scripture Mm -hmm. but really pray and ask the holy spirit to supernaturally show you what your giftings are yeah and then begin to operate in them yeah you're 100 percent right i love it thank you so much everyone for joining us um for the transforming podcast it is always a pleasure to speak to my amazing wife about (laughs) different things and and bounce ideas off each other and talk about some stuff Uh, again if this was useful to you uh please leave a like it takes two seconds and it would really mean a lot to us um, share this video oh, if there's I just somebody. Hit my face into the mic. Oh no! Keep going. Hey, don't let Anna hit her face into the mic. Leave a like. Um, so <laughs> that's what she was doing. She's trying to leave. It's not leave a mic. It's leave a like. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. So smash, gently poke, whatever version of how you like to hit the like button. Um, hit that like button. Uh, share it up with somebody. Leave us five stars on Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're authentic as we can be, you know, with hitting our faces on microphones and accidentally being in sync. So we're happy to be here. Um, Thank you so much for watching and you have a great rest of your day. Thank you.